Hi guys, a very very good morning to all of you. Uh, this is Vidisha Vitlani, and I'm your trainer. I train students for IELTS. I've been doing this for very long, and speaking component has been one of my favorite components since a very long time. And uh, this is what I'm going to take. Unfortunately, uh, this is not the case for students. So I've taken a webinar on speaking before as well on last Saturday. So for those who are uh, repeating it today, uh, welcome back. Thank you so much. I think some of them would be a little repetitive, but most of it would, is going to be new. For those who are on the, you know, doing this for the first time, I'll just tell you what we're supposed to do. I'll go through the format. I'll go through the module. I'll give you a sample cue card. I'll tell you how to solve the cue cards. And at the end of the, you know, seminar, at the end of the session, uh, what I want you all to do is, I really, uh, you can post your queries in the question answer box, right? Uh, do not post it in the chat box, post it in the question answer box, the query especially, because I'll be able to handle it from there. Uh, is everybody able to hear me? Yes. Right. Uh, okay, we'll begin. Uh, first of all, I would like to tell you a few things about the speaking component. The speaking component is the last bit. It's taken towards the end of your uh, IELTS exam, like you're done with your LRW. And then the speaking component is a separate component, which is taken either before the exam, before your LRW paper, or after the LRW paper. So uh, the speaking component is a one-on-one -on -one interview. It's like an interview you're supposed to face for IELTS exams. It's going to be very, very simple. At the same time, a lot of people who have conversation uh, difficulties or problems when speaking have, uh, you know, get panicked, you know, oh my God, the speaking module is here. So do not panic. We're here for that. We're here to solve your queries. Um, I'll be taking you through a presentation. And at the end of the presentation, you can call, I'll, giving, I'll be giving you tips. We'll be doing strategies. We'll be doing everything we can. Uh, one thing I would want to tell you is, uh, once we're done with the presentation, please keep... Um, your pen and paper in your hands because you might want to write down the tips you want to go through a few things again before you go for the exam so keep your pen and paper the, um, you know handy second thing i would want to tell you is uh, keep questions keep posting questions any queries you have write them down post it in the question answer box i would love to answer them but i'll do that at the end of your session we do this at the end of session so let let's begin now right the format of the speaking component. The speaking component is a proper one-on-one -on -one interview. The time duration of it is generally 12 to 20 minutes. So, you know, I think uh, it's a very short time duration to give an interview to talk to somebody. But what happens in an exam is because it's an interview, because it's an exam, what you feel goes on and on and on. So don't worry about that. It's very simple. It's just 12 to 15 minutes maximum. Okay. Now I'll go through the format of this, like how is it designed. It's designed up to three sections, introduction questions, cue card questions, and the counter. Now see what are introduction questions, what are cue cards, and what are counter questions. First of all, understand this one concept, that the entire speaking module is out of nine bands. That's not the case that the introduction questions will have three bands, the cue cards going to have three bands, the counter questions are going to have three bands. The entire uh, session is judged and all the three are given equal importance. 
Okay, now what are introduction questions? The moment you enter, the moment you enter into your interview, they'll start asking questions about yourself. Like, this is my name, for example, the examiner may say that uh, I am Vidisha Vitlani, may I know your name? And then you're supposed to answer your name. Then they may ask you, what do you do? Where you come from? What are your hobbies? General questions. Then what they do is they pick up one topic. Okay, so they're going to pick up, let's say I've given example of music here. So like how often do you listen to music? When do you listen to music? How much time do you spend listening to music every day? What kind of music do you like to listen to? So they take something like this, okay. Um, now, understand this uh, session, what, what is this for? First of all, address any question that is asked to you in the RTS. Remember this one particular thing. Answer it in a complete sentence. Even if you're asked your name, you're supposed to answer, my name is Vidisha Vitlani. You cannot go with one word, right? So please be very, very careful with that. Okay. Uh, also, if like, for example, somebody is asking you, do you like music? You can't say yes. You have to justify, you have to elaborate. However, that has to be in one, two statements. That is absolutely okay. Uh, introduction questions are generally the questions that are asked to get you familiar with the exam. It's like a warm-up session. However, you're marked on these questions also. It's not the case that you're not marked. You're obviously marked on this session also. So again, please be very, very careful when you answer this. Um, also, at the same time, I request my students a little bit of more honesty when it comes to introduction questions. Let's say, uh, you know, when do you listen to music? As in the evening. And then it's like, how much time? So it's like one hour, whatever, and justify. And let's say the examiner is asking, did you like, uh, contemporary music, you do like folk music, and you just answer randomly, yes, I do. But then what happens is towards the end, you realize when they ask questions regarding that, you'll be messed up. Okay, what kind of, who's your favorite contemporary music singer? And let's say you have no idea about what contemporary music is. At that point of time, you will actually suffer. So please, please, please be very careful of your cue card question, uh, introduction questions, you're answering it with full focus, with full attention. Also, you're going a little bit honest so that whatever the next question follows, you're able to answer this. A lot of students, they come up to me and they're like, is this speaking section about bluffing? You know, can we bluff? Can we cook up stories? Of course you can. But um, I always believe if you can try to be honest because it gives you another level of confidence. You know what happens when you're cooking up stories, you keep thinking. And then you're hesitant in terms of words, you're hesitant in terms of ideas, and you know, you take pauses. So don't do that. I would rather suggest try to be as honest as possible, try to be as uh, familiar with the topic as possible. Right. So I'll just answer two questions and sample few. Okay. So do you, do you often listen to music? So what I've done is I've paraphrased it. I love listening to music quite regularly. I find it comforting and soothing. So this is not a very long answer, neither a very short answer. It is good two statements. I have paraphrased the question and answered it accordingly. Okay, the next is when do you listen to music? So you can uh, hear it's more like I've been very honest. I'm working. So throughout the day, I hardly get time. However, while driving back from work, I listen to music. 
so that is a very very honest answer that i have given so let's say if the next question is based on these questions i would be able to answer this very smoothly okay now see understand this one thing the speaking session revolves around how flawless you are while making a conversation how uh, smoothly you can make a conversation so if your answers are you know too short or too long it shows that too long answers you know whenever you ask a normal question even in your mother tongue when you're conversing doesn't make sense when about talking too short it shows lack of words it shows lack of ideas so please ensure that you're not doing so right uh, we move on from the introduction questions understand this one thing introduction questions are very very simple set of questions just for the warm-up also they're marked so please answer them properly please answer them with a lot of honesty so that you're able to do generally i'll tell you what the topics revolve around the topics revolve around hobbies music travel work study school college routine day-to-day -day activities uh, for example one of my uh, one of my students who recently gave the exam was asked on how did you spend your weekend and everything about the weekends you know they're really simple the entire IELTS exam doesn't revolve around judging your uh, general knowledge it doesn't revolve around judging your IQ or anything. It is just a very simple test only to check your conversation skills. Right, we move ahead. Right, now coming to the cue card. Now this is something that I don't know how most of the students find very, very difficult. And this is uh, something I believe is also difficult because you're dragging it for two minutes, you're talking about something for two minutes. So naturally it's a slightly difficult uh, task. In this particular session, I want to teach you, I'll teach you how do you prepare, how do you uh, narrate your cue card, how do you say the cue card. So in your actual exam, you'll be given one topic, okay? And now this topic, you have to actually, you have one minute to prepare and you'll be uh, given two minutes to speak in this. So that is up to two minutes, but then at least you should have content for two minutes. You cannot, they may stop you at 1.30. You know, if you're very lucky, they will probably stop at 1.30 if you've covered all the three points given in there. But at least we need to have content for like good two minutes. So you have to be very, very careful with that. Right. Okay. I've taken a sample cue card. It's a very simple. Now, see, firstly, cue cards are uh, two types. According to me, I've classified the cue cards into two categories. The first cue card is a... Um, like a factual cue card, like what we have right now, what sample we have right now. The second cue card is like a storyline. So it's like, this is a factual cue card. Talk about a book that you like. So obviously the book has to exist. You you know, you've probably read it. You have to say facts about it, more or less. Um, then there's this situational cue card, like something that made you really, really happy. So then you can cook up stories. You know, there you can come up with a lot of stories. You can leave a storyline. But okay, whenever you're weaving a storyline, just remember you're including the three points in there. So please be very careful with that. Okay, I'll tell you what to do when it comes to a cue card. Let's say you're given a topic. Most of you all, uh, you know, you can refer the recently asked cue card topics. They're actually quite useful so that you get to prepare quite good amount of samples. So, now i have developed three strategies for the sampling of the cue card the first strategy is micro planning the second strategy is mind mapping 
And the third strategy is making answers to WH question. Now remember these three ends very carefully. Right now, what is micro planning? What do you what do you mean by micro planning? Understand this. Micro planning is nothing but when you add small details to your cue card. Now everybody is going to say about the book. You know these are very common topics. The examiners have heard this before. How do you make your cue card different from others? Like what do you do? So you indulge in micro planning. Now what is micro planning? Let's say talking about a book. I'm adding details about the book I like. Okay. Uh, it is my experience to this. So I will add a lot of uh, minute details. Like maybe the author, maybe from where I heard about the author, maybe something which was exceptionally mine at the same time, small, small, small details. Now what happens when you do micro planning is you can extend it to two minutes. Also they act as fillers. So micro planning is very, very important. Now the second and the very important topic, how you're going to actually do your cue card is mind mapping. In the next slide, I'm actually going to show you what mind mapping is. Mind mapping is a strategy where with the help of WH question, with the help of the third strategy, you actually decide the flow of your cue card. It is very important to decide the flow of your cue card before you start talking. Now, understand this point. A lot of students have this habit that they don't write. They're just like, they're so confident. They're like, we talk. I don't want you to do that. I want you to specifically write. Please do so. The reason is, uh, there is one very particular important reason. The reason is, if you do not write, you will lose track. Secondly, if you're nervous, at least you have something to look up to. Let's say I am stuck up with something. Let's say you know, I'm stuck up with one particular topic and uh, one particular point. I don't know how to move forward. If I'm talking without a book and pen paper, I'll pause. And the pause is going to be relatively longer. So what I want you to do is I want you to write. So that when you write, you can actually refer and you can speak on it. Right. So now let's I'll show you how to mind map and how to answer WH questions. How to answer your cue card. I'll try to speak the sample for you for two minutes if that works. And uh, at the end, you know what? I would love to do this. If you have any uh, query with the cue card, if you have any topic which you don't know and you want me to speak on, you want me, you want a sample answer on, post it on the question answer box. I will definitely answer for you. Okay. Now let's move. Right. What I did was I have my topic is what book you know, describe a book that you like. So what I did was I selected the book called The Alchemist. Okay, now I started with the author. I started when uh, I read it, who gave it to me. So it was a friend who recommended and was a kid. So I'm going to narrate a basic storyline. I'm going to give a detail of your characters. I'm going to, because it's a philosophical book, I'm going to add a few learnings to it. I'm going to say something good about the book and extend it for two minutes. Now, see, understand this one very important point. A lot of people, when coming to factual, like describe a thing that you bought and everything, you focus too much on the thing. Like, let's say I'm talking about a book. I cannot narrate the entire story of the book in two minutes. I simply cannot focus only on that. You need to cover every aspect of it. You need to cover every, uh, you know, all the facets of it. Although, uh, same thing with the help of, you know, in terms of movie, TV program, actor. In, you know, in case of an actor, you can't just simply go on and on and on about it. You have to cover a lot of all the three sub-questions which are given. You have to cover the background of it. 
right? So please be very careful for it. There was a student who actually had this cue card. Uh, describe the thing that you bought. So there were these three sub cue cards. When did you buy this? And uh, why did you, you know, how did you feel afterwards? And what was the thing? Uh, what made you happy about it? So uh, he just focused on this one thing. He he's bought a car in it. And for two minutes, he constantly spoke about the car without covering those three questions. So again, that is negative. But whenever you do your mind mapping, please be careful. You actually, a lot of people create a table, WHWHWHWH. You can do it in whatever way you like. You can even list down the points. You can even create a flowchart. This is something I find easier. And I've been doing this since a very long time. This conventional methods, so I'm sticking to this one. You can choose your own method. You can either have flowcharts, you can either have a list, you can have diagrams, whatever makes sense. But remember, you have only one minute to prepare for the cue card. You don't have a lot of time. So, you know, what I recommend students to do is make sure that, you know, you don't write statements. You can even write short forms because the page is with you. It's just for your own reference. So you can also write these short forms. It's absolutely okay. Only in speaking, not in writing, not in reading, nowhere else. Because this stays with you, right? So uh, let's go through the cue card again, check the three sub questions, check whether we've been able to cover them or no. And then we can go back, come back here. So what is the name? Yes, I covered. When did you read it? I covered that. And why did you like it? So I think I've covered that also. So basically all the three questions are answered. At the same time, I've answered uh, random multiple questions like who gave it to me? What is the basic storyline? Who are the characters? What are the learnings? Why is it, you know, how, how is it popular? And then what did I do with it? So I've answered a lot of WH questions here. So, okay, we'll try preparing, we'll try speaking on it for two minutes. <clears throat> uh, one more thing I would like to say before uh, narrating this, before giving you the sample for this is, whenever you're asked a question, okay, so answer that first. For example, the book I really like is The Alchemist. Do not create a background first. I love reading books. Books are important part of my life. Of course, the background is important. The background is definitely important. You can give it. But afterwards, not the first statement. That is my trick. That's what I do. And when I do that, it, it the flow goes really well. Plus, you know, there's this very good impression that first I'm actually answering the question, then I'm taking it through the background, and then I'm actually covering all the three sub points. So it's a very easy thing. Once you have to drag it on for two minutes, you have to be very, very careful with it that you do not lack content. And at the same time, at least in one minute, 30 seconds, you're covering all the three points. You have to be very careful with that also. So I'll just begin the cue card. The book that I really like is The Alchemist. The Alchemist is written by Paulo Coelho. He is a very famous author. I love reading books. I'm a student and ever since childhood, I have read a couple of books. But this book has definitely won my heart. It was in my eighth grade that one of my teacher was reading it and I saw it. Also, one of my friend had read it earlier. So he was of, you know, he had a great opinion about this book. And that's how I got motivated. Earlier, I thought it would be very boring because I was not used to this genre in my eighth grade. However, then I remember it was my birthday. And surprisingly, I received this as a Diwali gift, as my birthday gift. So it was, uh, you know, quite a surprise. So the basic uh, storyline of this uh, book is about a boy who finds his treasure. 
he faces a multiple difficulties in finding treasure but ultimately he succeeds in doing so the main characters of the book are is a shepherd then there's a king and the lover of the shepherd and uh, of course there's the alchemist ultimately the alchemist is a person who converts everything into gold there are a lot of learnings in this book what i believe that i have read and i have reread this book a couple of times and every time i read this book it you know something else can be interpreted out of it the most important learning that this book gives is the belief in omens the belief in spirituality the belief in the inner heart uh, so that's what i feel is again very important now as i have grown up i realize the importance of it also it's written in extremely simple and lucid language for anybody to understand and it is very popular now it has been translated into several languages and it is a hot seller across the globe i have recommended to couple of people to my friends and all of them have appreciated it so this book is my favorite so i spoke for 2 minutes covering all the aspects without being repetitive or uh, self corrected once but uh, if you go to the band descriptor said self correction once in a while is fine also there was no hesitation the fluency i tried to maintain i took pauses i spoke it in such a way that it was a conversation so not giving a speech to anybody so this is what you really have to be careful for right when you're talking so imagine you know you go for an interview and suddenly you start behaving as a speaker and you start giving speeches so ultimately doesn't work that way also when you cue card uh, this is a very crucial section the students are scared of all the time because one thing they feel that they won't be able to drag for two minutes so when this comes so when you do your mind mapping well when you are micro detailing did you see i added micro detailing like it was my birthday then a friend recommended initially i thought it was boring but then it was good i added the micro detailing in terms of the characters i added micro detailing how it popularity because it's translated into several languages i added my own experience with it then i had to reread it so uh, you know ultimately when you do such things it it's really good because this is an exclusive content this is not something that you're going to find in youtube or uh, you know any google random site because it is my opinion based on the book my experience based on the book it is not anybody else's so whenever you prepare for your cue card okay whenever you're preparing the common topics that you'll have make sure these topics are very exclusive you related to yourself and speak they are in such a way that uh, you know it's nothing common about it understand one thing you're not supposed to learn wikipedia by heart or you're not presenting wikipedia there you're presenting a cue card you're adding you know you're telling the examiner why do you like this particular book you're showing the examiner that you have good language to convey the same thing so i want you to do exactly that right so please be very careful with it also don't get scared of cue cards trust me it's very easy to talk on a subject for 2 minutes if you've prepared for it if you know about it if you you know uh, if you've practiced it enough and you know what take one cue card a day to sit, you know put your stopwatch and check whether you can talk for 2 minutes i believe you know the stopwatch is very important when it comes to ideas forget all the props of stopwatch is one important thing i keep on saying this thing again and again but it is one thing so um, we move on okay now what are counter questions once you done with the cue cards again comes a counter question now generally uh, cue cards and counter questions are the difficult uh, 
part is a difficult part when it comes to ideas. But trust me, it's very simple. Now, what is the main difference between cue card and the uh, introduction questions and the counter questions? Firstly, introduction questions are going to be quite simple. Counter questions are going to be slightly tricky. They're going to be more generalized. Like they're going to be about, let's say, for example, if the question of the cue card is about books, we have the sample questions about what kind of books are popular in your country. Do children prefer to read books? What kind of books do children like to read? So it's more an opinion-based thing, or according to you, what you can do. Also, a lot of students ask me that whether they can have diplomatic answers or no. You can have diplomatic answers, but make sure that at least when you do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing, you have to you know give one stand there. Obviously, you think it's a good thing or a bad thing. So be careful with it. Also, these questions are slightly longer than the introduction question. The introduction questions are like one or two statements. Here, try to be a little bit more elaborative, try to be a little more specific, uh, try to answer them in a nice way, right? So let's do the first question. What kind of books are popular in your country? So you can start with, in my country, all kinds of genres are popular depending on uh, the preference. Most of the people prefer to read suspense and romance simple or you can say uh, most of the people prefer to read uh, mythological books whatever according to you whatever according to your perception your knowledge is popular becomes your answer understand this one thing there is no right or no wrong in speaking you cannot be wrong i'm asking you your opinion what kind of books do you think are popular so maybe according to me fiction books are very popular according to you non-fiction books are popular so that is absolutely fine Focus on language, focus on conversations, don't focus on, uh, you know, giving the right answers. And trust me, one thing, the examiner simply cannot judge you based on your, uh, you know, content, like based on what you're answering. So it's not, you're not judged on your knowledge, you're judged on your ideas, you're judged on your language power, you're judged on your conversation skills. So the next uh, question is, do children prefer to read books? I would suggest, I want to give a negative answer. Yes, I would say, I don't really believe that children prefer to read books. Nowadays, they're more inclined towards technology. So they prefer to rather watch videos, watch the television uh, compared to reading books, right? So this is my opinion. I can, I don't want to be, I don't want to show a very positive trend in reading books. Okay, now understand one thing, whether you give a positive answer or whether you give a negative answer, you have to elaborate. You have to justify your answer. You cannot simply leave the answer as it is. You have to make sure that you're justifying it, you're giving proper reasoning to it, you're giving proper logic to it, and then and then you're actually solving this. Okay, now speaking and writing is judged on various band descriptors you are averaged out of some four criteria. based on these four criteria, you're supposed to actually score well now these four criteria are first criteria is fluency and coherence the second criteria is lexical resource the third criteria is grammatical range and accuracy and the fourth criteria is pronunciation now let's see what are the do's and don'ts like when are you stuck up with a six and you know how to get an eight when it comes to this right to for writing and speaking whenever you practice make sure you have this band descriptors with you when you're practicing 
they're easily available over the internet please download it please keep them in mind while preparing for this because if you know what's going to get you an it you will definitely get an it right and that's what we all want right we're aiming for that uh, okay uh, what is it firstly understand what fluency and coherence is fluency and coherence fluency does not mean you don't pause does not mean you just speak in one breath it is in you right so what you do is you speak continuously but you speak you have your pauses you have your intonations you have your way of talking it's not remember one thing keep your natural speech at bay let's say i have a habit of talking too fast avoid that you have a habit of talking too slow avoid that talk in a pace that you naturally use you're not giving a speech there you're not trying to prove that you can't breathe and you just talk right so don't do that don't take too many pauses also like normal uh, i came across a student who actually in real life also spoke very slowly so don't do that as well if that is the case with you practice enough so that your pace is perfect so that becomes your fluency second thing is coherence coherence is you firstly talking about the topic secondly you have your cue card in place your synchronization of cue card is present you're not going out of focus you're using your linkers well that is coherence remember we did the mind mapping we we covered all the wh questions in a particular sequence so that is when coherence comes into action so that's why the mind mapping thing is done so that you can actually be coherent and fluent right now what to do when an eight band uh, to score an eight band and fluency and coherence first thing a candidate who gets an eight band speaks fluently with occasional repetition or self correction hesitation is usually content related and rarely to search the language now remember this point very very carefully you speak fluently with occasional repetition now have you you know have you seen yourself conversing in a mother tongue right you tend to you know miss, you know you tend to make mistakes it's human it's human to uh, you know make mistakes while speaking but when you're self correcting it's only occasional also please avoid repetition in terms of ideas and words you're giving 2 minutes only to talk about a particular topic so there is no point repeating the same things again and again and again right you have only 2 minutes to talk about your favorite books so imagine how much i i wanted to speak on it but then you can't so make sure you're not repeating your content is very precise it's however there's no self correction hardly any one or two times is okay don't keep on self correcting yourself it doesn't work that way right okay now the second thing is hesitation lot of people have this problem when it comes to hesitation or see when you hesitate you hesitate only for your ideas you're pausing to think of the next idea not to think about the next word okay remember this when you pause when you hesitate you hesitate only to think about the next idea you're not hesitating to think about words because when you hesitate to think about words when you reluct that shows a reluctance in terms of vocabulary that shows you have a very low word bank uh, that shows that your language power is not too good your conversation skills are not too good right and we obviously don't want the examiner to feel that right okay now lexical resource i keep emphasizing this all the time lexical resource is not your gre level vocab is not your 
you know extremely high for vocab that you all keep using lexical vocab is uh, resource is very very simple and means using the correct word at the correct place lexical resource is extremely simple again using the correct word at the correct place and using a wide range of vocabulary okay understand this and at the same time when you using a right wide range of vocabulary that is your lexical resource so please be very careful with lexical resource okay uh, at the same time paraphrasing is important now what is paraphrasing i think this word is the most undervalued word when it comes to ilts be it listening be it reading be it writing or be it speaking this word actually holds a lot of importance paraphrasing is saying something in your own words especially you can use paraphrasing when uh, answering your introduction questions and your counter questions because that's when you will don't just repeat the question as it is you can use different words now how to paraphrase i don't know there is there are two simple ways to paraphrase things the first way is you use synonyms or related words write this down there are two simple ways for paraphrasing the first way is to use synonyms and to use related words the second way is you change the structure of the sentence so when you indulge in two things you naturally paraphrasing so keep practicing paraphrasing it's very very useful especially in writing and speaking for reading also you know the questions are reframed the paraphrase so it's easier for you to understand so please understand paraphrasing very very well now what happens when you uh, why do you get a 6 like you averaging also where do you get a 6 so let's say a student who scores a 6 has a wide enough vocabulary to discuss topics at length make meaning clear in spite of inappropriateness that means you're using the wrong word at the wrong place so don't do that so what happens is when we use words which are generally uh too big we don't sure whether it's a verb whether it's a noun and we keep on interchanging it we use it for different things so and then you're not able to do so then when you actually do it incorrectly you will end up with a 6 so i don't want you to do that i want you to be point specific please use the vocab only if you know it if you don't know the vocab avoid using it okay now the third is grammatical range and accuracy now what is grammatical range and accuracy understand this at great depth these are two different concepts first let's look at grammatical range check out the eight band uses wide range of structures flexibly now what is wide range of structures wide range of structures is nothing but you're using different kinds of sentences the simple sentences the compound sentences the complex statements this passive voice no words are the same you're not going in a monotony you're not going in a monotonous way you're changing the statements you're adding active voice you're adding passive voice you're actually adding interrogations you're going for complex statements so please that's your wide range of structures that's grammatical range grammatical range shows how am i able to use the words can i frame good statements yes or no right and now what is grammatical accuracy grammatical accuracy is, is the accuracies you uh, you know the mistakes you make when it comes to grammar like generally these mistakes i i it's it's very weird but generally when people speak they they make less grammatical errors compared to when they write so be very confident i have observed this over a course of time and it's actually fact that then that is the only reason they end up getting more bands when it comes to speaking and 
less than when it comes to the writing bit. So please be very careful with this. Now, uh, how are people grammatically inaccurate? Uh, they're inaccurate when it comes to a couple of things. The first thing is they make mistakes when it comes to singular plural and there's not pronoun agreement. I want to say he is a very good author, so you'll end up saying they is a very good author or he are a very good author. The noun pronoun agreement, the S, subject verb agreement, that is what your grammatical accuracy is majorly going to affect. Also tenses. Tenses also play a very, very important role when it comes to grammatical accuracy. Please go through these topics of grammar before you actually go for your exam. That's going to be subject verb agreement, I repeat. Noun pronoun agreement, redundancy, parallel structure, and active voice, passive voice, tenses. Please refer all these topics and then go for your exam. It's going to elevate your scores. Your scores are going to soar like anything if you know your grammar well. So please, please be very careful with this. Please, a little bit of, you know, smart work is very important. So, you know, let's say you want to need. So you will have to do whatever it takes to get an aid. So in that case, you will have to refer all the four band descriptors and all the four band descriptors what they require for an aid. Right. Let's say I'm constantly speaking simple statements at that point of time. I'm definitely going to land up with a six. So I don't want you to do that. Of course, you know, I, I realize this one concept that it becomes increasingly difficult for anybody to judge, you know, like when you're talking, you don't really realize whether what statement you're saying is a complex statement or it's a simple statement, it's a compound statement, you just go on and on. So, but be careful, you know, have a habit of practicing this beforehand so that you make use of these statements, you employ these statements. Also at the same time, well, you know, don't become too conscious in making complex statements or compound statements that you forget the idea of it. This happens with a lot of students, especially in terms of lex lexical resource and grammar. They try to recall a particular word and they, they land up messing the cue card. So don't do that. And even in grammatical range and accuracy, this happens, you know, they try to employ this wide range of structures in the, in the mind, in the back of the mind, the cue card is not the idea using complex structures. I need a complex structure. I need a complex structure. So, you know, when there's so much of background in your uh, head, you're definitely not going to focus on the cue card for another two minutes. So please ensure that that's not the case with you. You're actually, uh, knowing that that's the only reason you know we practice for the speaking module beforehand so at the time of exam there are no goof ups you know you're confident you know how to use your grammar well you know how to use your vocabulary your pronunciations are good you're able to speak continuously for two minutes so all that really works okay now the next is pronunciation your pronunciation has to be absolutely flawless now see understand one thing accent can vary my accent may be different of course you know different than yours based on the region we live in i'm from india i belong to gujarat i have a typical accent when it comes to english maybe you live in another part of the world and you have you know a different accent so it, accent is absolutely okay but the pronunciation the words have to be pronounced the way it is you cannot alter that also one thing never try to fake an accent don't do that you know a lot of my students are like can we talk the american accent looks cool no mister it does not look cool very simple thing do not, uh, you know, try to be as natural as possible. It's a conversation, it's an interview. Don't do that, right? So don't try to look cool with your American accents and European accents. Don't, don't want to be, don't pretend to be something else. It's a conversation you're having with somebody. 
believe that way you're giving an interview that's about it there is nothing more to it so please keep this four things in mind fluency and coherence lexical resource grammatical range and accuracy pronunciation at the same time please don't muck up the answers a very big turn off for the examiner is when you muck up the answers and come because it shows when you've parroted something the way you talk differs it's like you're reading that's at the same time what happens is let's say you're forgetting one line so you know back of the mind you will always be thinking i've forgotten one line i don't know how to say this how to go forward so you know you'll get stuck up so that's what i absolutely don't want i don't want anybody to get stuck up in any part of the test right now this is what are the do's what are the don'ts first thing what to do do warm up now what do i mean by warm up don't jog and squat <laughs> what i mean by warm up is simply keep practicing every day every day five to ten minutes make sure you're indulging into a conversation now how do you practice at home there are different things i'll tell you how do you practice at home in the next slide do ask the examiner now what i mean ask the examiner don't ask the examiner the answer let's say you don't understand a question there's a particular question that i don't understand or let's say i couldn't listen to it properly i lost focus please rather than answering anything randomly answer ask the examiner could you re please repeat it again don't do it too frequently don't annoy the examiners but yes you can actually ask them once or twice even if you don't understand the meaning of something you can simply say that i won't be able to answer this because i do not understand the meaning of this do extend your answers make sure they are not yes and no do children read books no please extend your answers please justify your answers please give reasoning to your answer do use natural spoken english that's exactly what i was saying when it comes to the accent bit don't fake it up use natural tone use your natural voice use your natural way of talking you know why uh, what when you do this what happens is you don't have to bother about anything else you just bothered about the content then whether you're able to talk for two minutes whether you're genuinely talking for two minutes or not so then the barriers are eliminated the barriers to communication are eliminated don't memorize the answers exactly again i explained to you do not do parrot work anything be it writing be it speaking make sure it's never too mechanical it, it it it's not right okay don't worry about the examiner's opinion again i said there's nothing right or there's nothing wrong in rds your opinion is your opinion it it can be anything right don't insert a lot of big words unless and until you know them extremely well if you have no clue about the usage of it do not use them don't say nothing okay don't skip a question at least answer whatever you can even the little information works but only like uh, you know occasionally don't just leave it blank and come because any which ways it's a conversation even if you don't understand something i believe you can definitely ask the examiner don't worry about your accent don't fake it up lastly don't get too nervous this is again i should have you know uh, put this in bold letters do not get too nervous Now see, understand one thing. I definitely uh, believe that you're going for a speaking interview. You are know, very nervous. You are very scared to do this. And but at the same time, you have to be very confident. Because if you're confident, the way of talking is going to be really nice. Your words will strike automatically. The ideas will strike you automatically. So please don't be nervous at all. You know, please be very confident when it comes to speaking. It's just a conversation. It's absolutely nothing else. Okay. Uh, in the next time, I'm going to tell you. Uh, speaking is generally a thing that requires somebody who can't speak to yourself and then evaluate yourself and do it all yourself, right? 
However, I'll just tell you what or little things you can do at home to improve your fluency, to improve your speech. The first thing is loud reading. Uh, it's magical. Trust me, invest five to 10 minutes every single day in loud reading. It works wonders. And when you're loud reading, don't shout. That's not what I mean. Talk at your normal pitch, but in a good voice. At the same time, pause at the full stop. Don't just read it for the sake of reading it. Read one paragraph. That is fine with me. But read. Plan the cue cards. Plan cue cards for recently asked topics. Prepare your mind mappings. Prepare well and go. Practicing intonation. Now, what is intonation? Intonation is nothing but when you go, uh, when you're pitching. I'm talking, okay? I'm not going in one flow. I'm pausing. There's something high. There's something low. My expressions are changing because I'm talking to you, right? So that's my intonation. Conversations, do it with your friends. Try making them talk. Call somebody, call random people and start talking to them for five, 10 minutes every day. But in English, ask them, ask your friends to ask you various general questions so you will have a habit of answering those questions. Okay, the next is prepare a word bank. Always have your list of at least 15 to 20 vocabulary ready. Where you simply, uh, which you can use them in day-to-day -day basis. For example, I use affable for friendly. So when I have to talk about a person who is very friendly, who is easy to talk to, I use affable. Exactly, if I want to talk about somebody who is rude, I talk. I say obnoxious. So I have these fixed words for myself, which I keep on using again and again. So it's there in my natural speech and it will come to you. So um, when you're having a word bank, doesn't mean you simply write and then mark them up at the end of your on the morning of your exam test and go for the exam doesn't work that way you have to have a word bank which is actually usable you can use them in your day-to-day -day life okay i am technically done with the ppt i've explained you the format i've given you the tips and tricks i want to know what are your questions when it comes to the cue card question so please post it in the question and answer box don't post it in your uh, chat box so I want you to put it in the question answer box. I have. Okay, my my overall score is eight, but my speaking score is six point five. I need each seven in a row. Can I achieve? Yes, of course. I want you to achieve more than seven also at the same time. But uh, one thing, See the band descriptors. The last bit that I was teaching you is very, very important for getting a seven. For seven, your speech has to be absolutely flawless. It cannot have any errors. Here's the next question. Do we need to get ready with some scripted answers about more, for more obvious questions? Get ready, but not scripted answers, not in a way that it was marked up. You know what? Don't prepare paragraphs. Prepare points. Like for example, there's a book. I had this book in mind, so I was able to speak on it very nicely for two minutes. So I, I think you can do exactly the same thing. You can go for the same bit, but I think it's going to go wonders. Don't memorize the answers beforehand. Please do not do so. Yes, can we have questions, please? Mm, yes. Uh, is it okay to say I have little or no idea for the question type once or twice in the entire conversation? Yes. See, it's always better than answering irrelevant things. You say this. Let's say I'm asking you about a nuclear family. You don't know the meaning of a nuclear family. And you're answering 
only things about family and family is very important it's, it's you know the soul don't do that if you've not understood the question ask i would rather agree to that yes i have what if we speak all things correctly but slutter a lot how will that affect this course uh slutterring will affect this course if you're talking current uh, correctly okay uh, there's this one thing if you have a problem which is medical i think you can go for a medical certificate then but you cannot stamp like that's in case of stammering but i think you should not stutter or the uh, 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 in your speaking affects the fluency and coherence and when that happens obviously you're going to get negative scores so please be careful with that hello ma'am what if i speak irrelevant topic in that case would it lead to lose my mark yes let's say i'm asking you your name and you answer me about your hobbies does it make sense no it does not make sense so you have to be very very careful when it comes to your speaking that you're answering only what is asked i think this rule is a very important rule in ilts answer only what is asked i have a next question are there any fixed cue cards no legit no no fixed cue cards however there are recently asked cue cards which are quite repetitive and they are asked generally students tend to prepare for them but yes you should be prepared for everything you should not you know stick to only few things or you know you should not constrain yourself basically you know what exercise i used to make my students do i used to actually give them random cue cards and then practice sometimes you know i used to i want to improve their conversation skills so i used to tell them okay talk about the fan for 2 minutes and they would end up doing so and in their speaking exam they have amazing scores so please prepare yourself for everything don't just constrain yourself yes you can focus a little bit more on the recently asked topics in the cue card will will it attract negative score if we speak more than 2 minutes or twice in the entire conversation okay see understand one thing um firstly they will not let you speak more than 2 minutes they will stop you at 2 minutes mostly before that also so don't worry about that however make sure that in one one and a half minute you're covering all the three points that is very important the three bullet points we had make sure you're covering that and don't make your cue card too long it's unnecessary They'll stop you any which ways, um, or less than one point five minutes. See, less than one point five minutes. If they're stopping you in between, it's okay, because they've they've analyzed you. But if they're not stopping you, they're asking you to continue, and you lack content. Obviously, they're going to give you negative mark because here I'm lacking words. I'm lacking my conversation skill. I cannot express something for two minutes. So there's obviously a negative mark if you speak for one and a half. Do we have more questions? Okay, I have a please, please uh, post your queries in the question answer box and not in the chat box. I have one question: If cue card topic is not prepared before the exam, then how to prepare for that kind of topic on the spot? Because that time I have a problem to decide the flow. First thing, okay. Now your your presence of mind really works. Let's say I have not prepared any topics. I'm just going and giving the exam. my topic was discuss a book that you got now what i'm going to do is first minute it should strike what book am i going to talk about so obviously it's going to be something that i read something i've i know a lot about because i need to drag it for two minutes and then you can simply write down words whatever wh questions keep answering them with whom did you read it why did you like it what you know who's the author 
where do you read it why do you like it so that will enhance your flow keep uh, you know i'll tell you how to practice with this pick up any topic okay just give yourself one minute to prepare for it you know in fact i would in my class i cut it short around 45 seconds because in the exam you stress so you know that time factor really affects so what i do is i give them 45 seconds they prepare a list of words in 45 seconds you actually check how many words are you able to write so you should be able to write minimum 10 words when it comes to this then see whether extending those 10 points are you able to talk for 2 minutes i'm very sure you'll be able to do so it's very easy when you mind map properly can you please provide some topics which are abnormal for any one to answer without preparation abnormal how a topic abnormal uh okay there are few topics that slightly recently asked my one of my student got this topic uh, describe about a plant so obviously you know a little bit of knowledge about it would have been better i uh, spoke quite well because it was general knowledge so you know basic plants everybody knows then sometimes there is this comic actors or comedy program that doesn't strike very easily if you're not into that genre if you into that genre it depends from a person to person let's say i love reading so you know if i had the topic of a book i'm going to find it very common very easy if there's somebody who's never read a book in their entire life you'll you'd be fell abagaster you don't know what you're supposed to do so of course it depends on person to person so i you know but prepare a lot of factual cue cards because stories are you know you can leave them on spot let's say there is a, this topic something that can make you happy so i can leave something on spot let's say about my car and that made me happy but uh, when it comes to your factual cue cards is something that you have to prepare Again, ma'am, if I'm not a law student, then the topic will be like a good law in your country. How to mind map about the law? We cannot cook up the story regarding the law. Exactly my point. You cannot cook up stories about factual questions. That's why I'm trying to tell you. Okay, now see. Let's say a good law in my country. I'm not a student of law. You know, neither am I. So what you do is. you actually uh, let's say take up a basic law for example there is law in our country which is uh, quite common prohibition in my state uh, alcohol is not allowed that's prohibition of alcohol then there's wearing the seat belt these are common laws to so create a lot of things on it for example you can add you can start with that uh, drinking and driving is prohibited in my state this is for the safety of people uh, the police is very strict you can narrate an incident you can say that now there are lot of uh, you know incidences which are reported in the newspaper this is done because a lot of people were you know that there is you know people are in uh, indulgent to hit and run cases so you can mind map accordingly you can narrate your own incident there that there was this every night uh, i work in a late shift so every night when i return i always see the police patrolling to check whether nobody's done this and this law is extremely useful how is it beneficial so that way factual cue cards don't cook up stories but yes add an experience then so that will give you good content and obviously you know like let's say you're not supposed to uh, i'm not a law student so you know i i cannot even if i don't mention what date was it enacted and who brought it up it's absolutely fine but yes of course basic knowledge i would have that where is it and how is it applied what are the penalties for it so you can add that any other questions is there any other question that i've not answered please repost it dressing at the time of interview matters a uh, high no it does not firstly uh, see a lot of people actually say that you are supposed to be in your formal dresses and all uh, it's good to be in a formal dress when you go for an interview obviously you don't just wake up and go talk to somebody but i think if you are appropriately dressed is more than enough you know is sufficient it's not necessary to be 
formally dressed or anything. So, as I said, you judge on your speaking, you judge on your language power, you're not judged on anything else. However, uh, you know, even when speaking, your body language plays a very important role, but dressing is not very important. Can we have similar sessions in writing? Uh, I'm glad you uh, found the speaking session useful. We've already had uh, similar sessions on the writing part. I've taken writing task two, I've taken band descriptors, I've taken the letter writing. You can find the link of the videos in the house tutorials. Uh, next Saturday, I have it on the receptive skills that is listening and reading important types, how to solve important question types, especially I want to cover a few questions like MCQs and true, false, not given, which are uh, of major problems. So I would be doing that in next Saturday. Um, for the writing part, I would include it after the receptive skills for sure in case whatever you need. Is there any other question that I've not answered or do you not get a, uh, you've not received a specific answer, you're not satisfied with the answer, please post it again. I would answer it again. Okay. Uh, I think I am done with uh, most of your queries and uh, I'm done with today's webinar. I hope this was actually useful to you. You all learned different things. Uh, you can also refer the IELTS tutorials. The next Saturday is going to be a webinar on the receptor skills. So in case you have doubts on that, you can come up to me. Also, in case the entire session, you can uh, actually, uh, you can find the video on the uh, website as tutorials online so you can go for that uh, i hope i give you a good start to the weekend keep practicing keep doing speaking again and again the more you're fluent the more you're confident obviously the better marks keep your band descriptors on hand follow the do's and don'ts follow the techniques keep a word bank word bank is very very important so this is how i'm ending it up i'll just sum it up for you and have a great weekend ahead and uh, thank you so much everybody Thank you.